This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. As always, I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me this morning, Brittany. Um, I already know how you're doing, Brittany, but why don't you let the audience know? I stayed up too late, but besides that, I'm good. I'm just, for once, the cats aren't here. Um, Well, I I think they're still asleep. I think I don't feel so bad. If the cats are still asleep and not bothering me, that means I haven't done too badly. (laughs) My cats never sleep after I get up. Um, you must just be very quiet. They can't even hear you. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say I'm like Bilbo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so as Brittany is mentioning, we are doing the top 10 characters from the Hobbit trilogy. Now, this is funny, Brittany, because I could have sworn a few weeks ago, we did something along the lines of, say, best fantasy um, movies and TV shows. And I believe you put The Hobbit down. And at that point, I had said to you that I had never seen The Hobbit trilogy. I'd never seen anything related to Lord of the Rings. And the other day... I went on HBO Max, the app, and I saw that it was there. And I said to myself, you know what? I feel like there are three major pillars in the geek community, right? It's Star Wars, it's Star Trek, and it's Lord of the Rings. And I was like, can I fully call myself a nerd if I haven't seen one of them? So... I decided to start with The Hobbit because obviously it's a prequel, it sets up, um, and, you know, I haven't seen the Lord of the Rings movie yet, but I have now seen The Hobbit trilogy. So how many years did it take you? (laughs) Believe it or not, (laughs) you're going to laugh, believe it or not, it took... It took a day and a half because we watched the first movie um, and then pretty much right after watched the second movie. And then the morning afterwards when I woke up and we were laying in bed, I was like, all right, let me just put on the third movie because yes, they're long, but I looked and they're not nearly as long as the actual Lord of the Rings movie. Like, um, those are going to have to like take some dedication to watch. Oh, I know. And what's hard is like it since it's not like The Hobbit is more like constant action, constant something going on, and The Lord of the Rings is really good, but it is lots of it's more dialogue, like more building up in the story, and my brain's like must sleep must have stimulation because apparently i have add and i need something to catch my attention oh we know we know um let me let me look really quick i want to see the run times for 
the Lord of the Rings movies, which I know, like, I mean, listen, Brittany, if you want to throw out characters from the Lord of the Rings, I'm perfectly okay with it, but just know that my list will consist entirely of characters from the Hobbit trilogy, just because that's all I've seen. No, that's fine with me. I had to refresh myself on the characters really quick, because I was like, man, it's been a little bit, but I know the characters that I loved in it. Um, I know this is like super not important, but it's important to me that I look this up. Because uh, when I looked at The Hobbit, I think the middle one was the, um, what you call it, the longest at like three. Okay, so the first Lord of the Rings, <laughs> oh God, the first one, The Fellowship of the Rings is three hours and 48 minutes long. The second one is four hours and eleven minutes, and then the third. Three hours, and it's like four hours. And then the third one is three hours and forty-three minutes, which is so funny because I was talking to Juwan. How long was it? The third, the third movie is three hours and forty-three minutes. I thought you said four hours and forty-five minutes, and I was like. Like, you mean almost, like, an entire school day? You mean an oh, entire work day? I was like, um, okay. Well, see, that's the funny part about it is I was talking to Juwan, and I was saying to him, I remember when End- Avengers Endgame was going to come out, and everyone was complaining that it was going to be three hours long, and all these people online were like, they clearly aren't Lord of the Rings fans. And it's like, yeah, that that takes some uh, that takes some dedication, I would say. I I think so too. Like, I, you know, it's funny though because there's people that would be like, it's different. It was Lord of the Rings, you know, it's meant to be long, but this had no right being long. I remember also though. Um, when we were talking about The Hobbit, right, you had explained on that podcast that, um, you know, like the Lord of the Rings book is obviously like long, but The Hobbit book is small and it's crazy that they were like able to stretch that out in like between three films. And Polly actually has a copy of The Hobbit. I'm like, yeah, it's a small book. And for them to have like... It's very small, just like um, just like Bilbo Baggins. Which okay, can I tell you something really? Can I tell you something really quick before we get into the actual list? I thought it was so funny and a little like weird, right? Because so you have the dwarfs and you have Bilbo, but no one is being played. Like no one is being played by like a short you know like a small person you know yeah they're all being they're all being played by like normal people of height but um the way they had to like angle it to make them look smaller with like while they were in presence of like the elves it just was so funny to me the way they were angling it because it looks strange at times um i think the guy who put like Okay, you know me with height. I'm like a stickler. I have to like read things. I'm. Why don't you talk for a second? I'm gonna look something up really quick. Oh my gosh! 
Now, I was going to say, I think they also had to film on their knees. Like, could you imagine how hard it is to stay on your feet that long in a day? Now, imagine having to be on your knees the entire time. I think I would be very, very, very tired. I would be like, I, I got to take a break. It's hard enough, like, trying to get up and down, up and down, or walk around that much. But, uh, God, I do love, like, the how can it is. Because I think hobbits are... Like shorter than dwarves, and then they dwarves are. are shorter than humans, and then humans are shorter than elves most of the time. At least it feels like, like uh, Thran- is it Thrandle? Thrand- Thrandle? 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 He he feels like he's like seven feet tall. Well, I was going to say to give you an example, right? So the guy who played Thorin, Richard yeah. Armitage. In real life, is six foot two, and Lee Pace, who plays Thranduil, is six foot five. So they had to make Richard look so much shorter compared to Lee Pace, when in reality they're like a few inches and wouldn't even be that noticeable. But I don't know. I don't know. I I I was just noticing that. And then they made, like, Ian McKellen as Gandalf, like, so freaking tall looking when it's, like, I don't know how tall he is in real life, but they made him look giant. <laughs> What'd you say? I said old people shrink. Oh, my God. Freaking Ian McKellen, by the way, like, he is involved in every single, like, nerd thing. There's not one thing that he's not involved in like harry potter freaking lord of the rings like everything you know what i'm saying i was just saying girl um neat fact the guy that plays uh in the lord of the rings i'm trying to remember his name uh he was like the evil wizard i cannot remember his name uh well the actual uh actor's name is christopher lee Christopher Lee, the other evil, like, uh, kind of like Gandalf, like the one that trained him or like taught him. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, he's the only actor basically still that was old enough that Tolkien, he had like Tolkien's blessing to be in the movie. Like he wanted him to be in the movies. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me. Yeah, I had to change headsets. My Bluetooth uh, crapped out on me. Sorry, guys. Um, it's okay. But yeah, oh, that's so interesting because I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, obviously with Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin's still around, but it's like, you know, J.R. Token isn't still around. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it is definitely interesting that he's old enough. He was old enough, and he was well-liked enough by Tolkien. I think he honestly wanted him to play Gandalf, but he was too old to play Gandalf. Also, he just plays, like, the villain better, because even though you don't really see that in, say, The Hobbit, uh, Polly explained that he ends up being, like, you know, super evil. And I had that moment where, remember in Avengers Endgame, when Ant-Man's like, how did you not, like, in reference to uh, Brock Rumlow, he's like, how did you not know they were villains? They look like bad guys. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. It, it, 
It is really true. But um, that was just some fun, honestly. I, I actually really enjoyed the three films uh, more than I think I intended to. It just, it was interesting getting into the story. And before, like, quickly before we go into the actual list, it's one of those things where while I had never seen The Lord of the Rings, I, you know, if you're a part of pop culture, you know some of, like, the things already, right? Like, I don't watch Harry Potter, but I know, you know, he who shall not be named, right? So you know about Frodo, you know about Gandalf. It doesn't matter that you've never seen the movies before. So when they popped up, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I didn't expect, like, Orlando Bloom to be in it. I thought he was just in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but here he is, which it was kind of cool finding out that he was Thrandall's um, son them and their glorious hair (laughs) i didn't know that legolas and him were related because i hadn't seen the other ones but it definitely makes sense and i was gonna say he definitely kind of like does it not feel like he definitely favors his son when it comes to everything oh hell yeah i mean that is his kid like even at some point freaking you um like at the end, right, when he didn't agree with his son going off on his own or anything, he then allows him to. And even at some point, Legolas says that his father never speaks of his mother. And then at the very end, Thrandall tells Legolas, like, you know, your mother loved you like more than anything and more than life you know pretty much so it's like he opened up his his cold heart opened up because he was pretty like as you said you had explained at some point that he's very snooty He's like, uh, I remember when I was playing The Last of Us, I kept comparing the main character to an oyster, and everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I said, you know, he's hard, and you know, kind of rugged on the outside, but if you can pry him open, there's like the sweet deliciousness inside, and they're like, okay, you're weird, can you stop? But I'm telling you, my man's an oyster, Tia. He's an oyster. An oyster, Brittany, an oyster. But um, let's let's get into this uh, this list. Uh, as you know, I have a few promos that I have to throw out there, which is always nice because then you get the number ten, and I can stop talking for a second. Um, but there are a few podcasts that I want to promote right now. One of them being our good friends over at Gutting the Sacred Cow, which is uh, that consists of Kevin Goatee and Kevin Israel, who are two stand-up comedians who are film snobs that invite fellow comedians and podcasters to select movies they find overrated or hate. Here's the catch, though. The film they select must meet three, uh, one of three criteria. It either has to have been financially successful, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. Can the guest make a good enough argument that convinces both Kevins to agree that the guest has, quote-unquote, gutted the sacred cow? Make sure you check them out at geekfivesnation.com and all podcast services. And the other one is Stranger Damies, which is an ongoing real-play D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. 
Join them every Wednesday as the wild stallions traverse the many traps and tribulations that Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their path. There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s than Ready Player One. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast services by searching Stranger Damies and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. Stranger Damies is a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find us at geekvibesnation.com. And the last one that I want to promote is Music City Drive-In with host Ricky and Jacob. Ricky was on a recent Geek Vibes Live episode. They're amazing. And what they do is bring you the latest in the world of film and prepare you for the next award season. And the last thing I want to promote is that we have an affiliate code with Coldest Water Bottle. I am sure that you have seen it on pretty much every YouTuber's videos but please make sure you check out with geek vibes nation just so that you can help support us give you great content Brittany, we are doing the top 10 characters from the hobbit trilogy start us off with your number 10 i'm gonna go with with the classic and i'm gonna go with golem because that little nasty creature gives me creeps but i love him and did you not feel like okay he's almost kind of innocent right you're kind of like, okay, he's kind of creepy, he's kind of weird. But did you not feel terrified when he killed that goblin? And you felt like it was so, like, barbaric and, like, straight-up nasty? That I feel like he's always such a huge part in these movies when it involves the ring. Because the ring felt like such a subplot in the movie. Because, you know, originally it's them, they're trying to get to the mountain, they're trying to get to the dragon, they're trying to do all these things. But he introduces the ring to Bilbo, and that's what starts it all for Lord of the Rings, you know, take the ring to the mountain so they could destroy it. Mountain or volcano? I guess same thing at that point. But Gollum... I like him because, you know, it does show what the ring can do to a hobbit. Because I think Golem is originally a hobbit that gets it. But just seeing how decrepit it makes him. And I feel like I'm also like, why are the hobbits always finding this ring? Like, why is it just being, like, passed down between them each time? And uh, I'm trying to think real quick. The Golem is just kind of creepy. I love him. I love how, like, he he does get kind of those innocent kind of feelings for it, where I'm like, okay, you've kind of been down there, and he wants to play those riddles, but you know he has no intention of actually keeping up with it, because who would give up the ring? But he does, I guess, it does kind of play off that he doesn't exactly, um, what's the word for it? Um, oh, I had a word for it. Oh... I guess he did, he initially lost the ring, so it's like he can't be so mad at Bilbo. But I just want to go with them too because he does do so much for the story, but he also kind of leads into the next movie. I guess he's kind of the jump start for the ring. All I think of is my precious, my precious. Um, but what was I gonna say? That. It, it, that is a creepy mother effer, right? And tell me how uh, with is it Golem or Gollum? I don't remember. It's like, I think it's Gollum, but it's been so long since I've actually heard it pronounced that I can't remember it. I feel like it's Gollum, but what I was gonna say is tell me how doesn't it feel 
like um his obsession with the ring is a bit of a metaphor for say like drug use and withdrawal because he's so like his everything about him is wanting to get the ring needing the ring and then when he can't get the ring he becomes so utterly desperate and i know that's like a maybe a bad you know metaphor but there are certain drugs out there that have that sort of reaction with people obviously they don't turn them into a freaking like you know golem or anything but you you know what i'm saying like does that make sense yeah, I was going to say in the way that it makes him look over the passage of time, because, you know, initially it didn't look like that. You know, the others haven't initially looked like that. You have to wonder how many years has he held this thing and why did it make him look that way if it wasn't something so corrupting? Yeah, because wasn't because, um, oh, God, Andy Circus plays the character and. Again, I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings movies, but I, I think I've seen like gifs where it shows that when he first finds the ring, he looks like a regular human being. Yeah, I can't even remember what he looks like. I can't remember what he looked like beforehand, but uh, I'm trying to think. He just gets so he's he does he almost not look kind of like like nasty cute. Like, cause the big eyes, yes. but, yeah, <laughs> like, like, puppy, but he's so nasty, like he's so like disgusting and scary looking. But I'm also like, oh, puppy. He's kind of like, um, you know those uh competitions for world's ugliest dog, and their eyes are bugged out and their tongues hanging out, and you're like, somehow you're still kind of cute. I'm gonna say like, oh, I'm, I just he's just a nasty little uh. What what did we used to say? He's like a cinnamon roll that's fell down, rolled in the floor, collected some dirt, kind of rolled underneath the fridge and sat there for hours and days and years. But you come out and you're like, oh, it might still be good a little bit. I mean, at some point it was good. <laughs> at some point it was good. Um, I agree with you because as like disgusting as he is, as you know, all you know, because he he's. He has, like, little strands of hair hanging. He's all hunched over. He obviously has, like, missing teeth. I think he at one point even says he has seven in there. Um, but when his, like, eyes go really wide and it's clear that he is lost because he doesn't have the ring, yeah, then at that point you're kind of sitting there going, yeah, a little cute, a little cute. Does he not have, like, go into such a rage whenever he can't oh. find it? But it's so nasty imagining him eating a goblin because the goblins are kind of humanized, you know, especially the Goblin King and the way he just, like, doesn't he, like, bust its head open? Yeah. Well, he wanted to eat Bilbo, remember? Like, yeah. he was, like, disgusted. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, but yeah, Gollum is a perfect way to start off this list because I feel that he, even though we only saw him, say, for a little bit in these movies, he was still pivotal enough because if it weren't for him, Bilbo would have never gotten the ring, which would then have never turned into the adventures that happen in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
which is crazy. So Gollum is number 10. I'm going to hit the number nine. And I'm going to, so I don't know if you remember this character, Brittany, um, but I'm going with Killy. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Killy is the one that's in love with the elf, right? Yes. 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 So I ended up loving this guy. Um, just his whole thing that he was in love with uh, Toriel. I'm going to mispronounce everything, even though I just watched the movies. Um, the fact that he was in love with Toriel, obviously he is... And see, I didn't get this at first. I got it like later, especially as I was talking about with Polly, that he is in fact Thorin's kid. And so that kind of yes. So Killy and the other one, his brother Millie Vanilli. um, (laughs) Oh no! Yeah. So. they're Thorin's kids because that's why I guess spoiler alert for who, anyone who's never seen them. Um, that's why when they are killed, the Goblin King goes, "Oh, I'm killing your bloodline. Like there will be no more of you because he's killing the children." Um, and I just liked Killy's whole thing, how he loved Toriel and his kind of like little. Uh, cuteness with her especially when she first locks him up and he's kind of saying oh why haven't you checked me I can have anything you know I could have something dangerous in my trousers and she's like or nothing Um, but he but he gives this kind of like little smirk because he's so I guess entrapped with her and I think what it makes him just so likable is kind of his affection for Toriel and his obviously he's part of the dwarfs who are on this mission so he does find this mission very noble to try to get back to where they need to go and how to reclaim their land I also thought that it was super interesting and they never really explained it maybe they explain in the books but book but I thought it was odd that he didn't necessarily look like any of the other dwarfs I, they do mention that he's a little tall for a dwarf, but yeah. even his face, all the, all the others clearly have, you know, prosthetics on their nose, whereas his face is just a regular face. And they never truly explained that, but Killy definitely uh, goes hey. at number nine for me. Hey, I'm like, is his mother human? Uh, is, is this is how it went? Did you not feel like you're like, why are these freaking like dwarves weirdly attractive, even though they're so short and they've got all these prosthetics and like, and their hair is a little funky? But I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to feel those way. But no, the, the love, uh, the love uh, connection he had with uh, what was it, Turiel? Tariel, I believe her name yeah, is pronounced as. <laughs> but like, I like that because normally I don't like the real romance stuff, but I think for them to fall in love when the elves are so highly full of themselves and so like up their own butts and to have like the captain of the guard, you know, fall in love with a dwarf, which is very like, because I always see the elves as very like high class, you know, they're very like, like royalty right royalty among all of them right but 
she and the dwarves are considered dirty. They don't have a home anymore. You know, they've had to move. They're chased out of the mountains. And it's like, you know, they may seem lower class, but it's that they don't care. They're just like, I don't know. I guess she and shouldn't she get like like outcasted for loving him? Like basically was thrown away. And I'm like, that's a high amount of love to like lose everything you got. Well, yeah, and we can get more into that a little later, but she, they explain, is kind of like a lowly sylvan elf, as they say, because there's at some point when Thrandall tells Toriel that Legolas has, uh, you know, that he's fond of her, and she says something akin to, oh, I doubt the king would approve of his son pursuing a lowly sylvan elf and he goes you're right i don't agree with it but Uh, you know um but yeah so i think i also love like i love kind of anything that looks to say break the barrier of what is the typical norm so you know what are the the typicals right the girl is shorter than the man but in this, you have where Killy is a dwarf, so he's clearly shorter than Toriel. And it's like, he don't care. He loves his tall-ass woman, right? And he loves that shit. He gives her, like, that little rock with the inscription on it. She's, he says, you know, how he would, you know, wonder what it would be like to be loved by her. And I just thought it was something incredibly human, um, you know, Obviously, they're on this like great big mission, right? So there's not a whole lot of time for romance, and not and we don't need it. But it was nice to just have that little that he could find that even among all this crap that was going on. Yeah, no, I agree. I found it very cute. And normally, I'm not one for having like romance shoehorned into something. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that have their disagreement with it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, I didn't want that in there." But for me, I'm like, I don't know. You feel me? I mean, I I feel you. I think we've talked plenty of times about how Scarlett Johansson was asked why there wasn't any romance in the first Avengers film. And she's like, we're avenging shit. Like, we don't have time for that. And I'm like, yes, I agree. Um, but for some, I guess when you have like three movies in a trilogy and they're on this journey, you do you have room for at least something, right? They didn't, you know, have sex. They didn't, like, get together or anything. It was just more of, like, uh, wandering eyes. And I felt like that was appropriate. But I just liked Killy. I think that he was great. I hated when he died. I was so upset. He was a soft boy, and he was nice to Bilbo. He was nice to Bilbo. He was a soft boy and he died. And I sat there and I was like, no, not Killy. Not Killy. He made it this whole time. Um, so I I was pretty upset that uh that Killy died. But um, Brittany, what is your number eight? You know, it's funny. It was already on my list, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it just because what we talked about. I am gonna go with Duriel. She was on my list. <laughs> I just she like was on my list made. too. I loved her. <laughs> I do too. I feel like it'll just be. I'm sorry to take one of yours, but I was like, well, wow. at least it's good to have them next to each other. But Turiel, I thought was nice just to have, like, especially like a woman being the head of the guards, right? Like to show like they don't really have that gender stereotype there. 
because uh, you would think even like what would Legolas be doing is he just the prince but you know to show that she is such a sharp shot is so fierce and can do all these things but I also like that whenever I hate it when they make a character too soft right and I hate when they make a character too hard and I feel like she's the perfect like mix of like I'm doing my duty I you know I'm this I'm that but I also can be a soft cinnamon roll with this dwarven boy that I like you know and I like that she is so kind of like she is like the other elves where she's got kind of like that ethereal beauty like she is very like she's got the tallness she's got the beauty but she doesn't kind of serve into that um superiority complex which is so funny between the legolas and all the other elves does it not just feel like uh thrandall it is like the uh only one that's just really like sucking his own well dick, you know what i mean i was thinking about that really quick um you know, when I keep referring back to a few weeks ago when we did the fantasy um, uh, show and you had mentioned The Hobbit and you were talking about the elves being so full of themselves, but I was watching. And if you remember, right, um, they're not the only elves. They're like the woodland elves, but then you also have like the Rivendell. I mean, the elves in, say, like Rivendell were full on willing to help uh, completely, yeah. you know, and then you have, as you said, Tariel, who's warm and nice, and Legolas, who, you know, he has a little bit of a, you know, attitude, but all around is, you know, not like that. And so when you're saying, oh, the elves are very full of themselves, I'm like, I think it's just Saron Thrandall who is full of himself. <laughs> he, he's a spiky boy. He's a cactus. <laughs> but I do love uh, Toriel. Did did you uh, catch on that it's played by the same actress who played the Wasp in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I, exactly. I was like, why does she look so familiar to me? I could not, like, what is up with her liking these, uh, like, quote-unquote, <laughs> like, lesser men, you know what I mean? Because you would think, like, Killy, you know, who's shorter and is a dwarf, would be considered, like, quote-unquote inferior, not that I think that. And then Ant-Man, you know, he's kind of like a ditz and kind of a loser, but we love him anyways. And I guess she's just got a heart big enough to love all these men, but, you know, good on her. I guess so, but I, as you said, I like that Toriel is the captain of the guard. Because there is something that I noticed, there's not a whole lot of women in this trilogy. It is primarily men. So it is nice that the few women who are in it do play a huge part and aren't, say, the damsels in distress. I mean, Toriel, like, kicks ass. She definitely holds her own. But then at the same point, they're showing how, like, say, well-rounded she is because she's not just a quiet... Uh, strong person who's just you know with no personality it's like oh here we put a woman in there she you know fights but we didn't give her any personality whatsoever it's like no no no. she she has the personality and I think that's why that was important her moments with Killy I didn't feel like it's it was oh let's throw this woman in here and of course she has to have a romance I think it was more so just to like show her you know that she was warm um and i i liked i i liked that 
she got so offended for Killy because I don't know if you remember there's a scene where Legolas and Thrandall are questioning an, an orc and the orc says that the dwarf who he shot with an arrow, who was Killy, will be dead soon because there's poison in that arrow. And you see her look so mad and she goes, you like killing so much? Let's see how you like it. And she goes to like kill him and Thrandall's like, you know, all right, step away. You're way too emotional right now. But I love, and we could talk about this later, but I love the scene where... Killy is dead and uh which sounds terrible but toriel is standing over his body and she goes if this is what love is i don't want it oh oh because li- yes yes because i forgot about that moment with uh thrandil i think it's like thrandil i can't not get this right but his moment with it so good so good I because forgot about that. I forgot that he can be a soft boy. His prickles go down. <laughs> well, because he had told Toriel earlier that what she felt for the dwarf wasn't real, that she thinks she knows love, but she doesn't. But when she's sitting there and she asks uh, Thrandall, why does it hurt so much? He goes, because it was real. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you know he has such love loss for Legolas's mother. Ugh. <laughs> Start screaming. <laughs> but I love Toriel. She kicks so much ass. I mean, she was nimble and agile and I I kind of loved that Legolas, um, you know, he, he obviously loved her, but I think he more so was just in awe of how awesome she was. Man, now I'm, you know what? I should have put her higher on the list. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, Brittany, but it's okay. Um, Killy and Toriel... Tariel are together. I swear we're gonna post this and people are gonna be so mad that we are mispronouncing like every name. Uh, I guess you could say Killy got killedy. <laughs> Please leave. You're you're banned from this podcast. Goodbye. This is what happens when I stay up too late. And I I'm telling you, my phone died. My phone died. And I, so I had set my alarms and I was like, oh, the sun's kinda out and the birds are kind of singing. I was like, this is kind of nice. I went, what time is it? So yeah, what? I I I've got that tired energy. <laughs> Brittany also means that she stayed out uh, drinking last night. So there's definitely a little bit of a hangover there. Hey, it was a restaurant. We social distanced, okay? We weren't near anybody. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, I love Toriel. I think she certainly deserves to be on this list. And I love that her and Killy are together. So I'm going to hit number seven. And this is going to be an odd one. So bear with me here, okay? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm putting smog. I'm putting oh, smog. You bastards. Was he on your list? Yes, he was. It's okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to put smog. Well, you know what? 
since since uh, he was on your list, why don't you tell us why you think he deserves to be on this list? Are you throwing your list on me? I see. No, I'm joking. No, I love Smog because one, he's played by Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Cumberpans, Cumberpickle. Um, <laughs> and to the point that they said, well, he was doing the voice for Smog. He uh, ended up like his throat started bleeding. Because he has to go so gravelly and deep for it. And also, like, this is just, like, the backstory stuff. Have you seen Benedict Cumberbatch have, like, all the, like, motion stuff on his face? Oh, my God. Tell me. Dragon faces. I swear. We, uh, okay. We as people probably couldn't be any different. But we also have, like, the same brain. Because I swear, as you were talking, I was literally Googling Benedict Cumberbatch smog so that I could find the motion capture pictures and send them to you while you were talking. Even the way he's like, one, okay, I love dragons, right? I think dragons are so cool. You know, that's why I was like the movie Dragonheart. Why, you know, anything dragon related or like dragons that take on human form, I'm like, this is the best thing ever, right? And that was like, for him to be there and be so perfect at it. And also, I think that was the first time I had really heard, heard about Benedict Cumberbatch because he was starting to get in the height of his popularity. And I remember at first I was like, my friend, my friend still hates him. She says he's he's a lizard person. She says he has a lizard face. So, like, whenever he plays Schmog, she goes, hmm, fitting. I'm like, you're such a dick. <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just love how he's very about his gold, very about his treasure. And I'm like, this. I'm telling you, though, the community for uh, Hobbit is, has such weird people because they are so, like, they ship Schmaug and Bilbo, which I get it, but I'm also like, he's a big-ass dragon, okay? He's a big-ass dragon. This is never going to work, all right? But <laughs> I think so- that's also because um, Benedict Cumberbatch played Sherlock and Martin Freeman, who oh, plays Bilbo, played Watson, so I think it's I think it's the Sherlock fandom coming in. I guess so. I'm sorry. I'm also googling over the pictures you sent me. Well, so I know it's hilarious. I have okay. I like Benedict Cumberbatch is unique looking, right? He is not yeah. the uh, what you would I guess say the typical like attractiveness is but there's something about Benedict Cumberbatch like I remember seeing him in uh, Star Trek uh, what is it Into Darkness when he played Khan and I was like there's something about this guy like I love that his face is not average right Um, because then I could just look at all the other millions of freaking actors who look exactly the same so I love it but I don't understand like why did Benedict Cumberbatch need to do the motion capture for this I don't understand it like it's a dragon why did he need to do this why did he have to lay down on his stomach and get really into it he was method acting 
Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, why do you need to do that? It makes no sense. Like, he could have literally just like sat back and like been in a stu. He he. Pro- when they said like, "Hey, you're gonna play the voice of a massive dragon," he was like, "Cool, cool. That means I'll probably only have to come in for one afternoon. I'll sit down in the studio. You put the headphones on me, and I'll talk in front of the mic, and I'll say all my lines, kind of like how." Um, Paul Bettany did for Jarvis, which is the funniest thing he says. He's like, for years, all I had to do was come in for one day and say all my lines, and now I'm in costume and I'm doing this and this. So Bandit Cumberbatch was probably like, oh, all I have to do is just this one thing. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to put like the motion capture on you. You're going to have to lay on your stomach. You're going to have to really get into it. And he's like, what? <laughs> Imagine if he was like a method actor and he's still in character and he's just fucking like still in the rings off of people. Like just going around like this is my chick. Like and just fucking learning everything in his freaking like uh what is his trailer just like sitting in there hoarding it and no nobody may no he has to kick Thorin out of his trailer and then and then then he'll be good. He, wait, he went to Richard Armitage's trailer and he's like, this is mine now. And Richard yes, was like, what do you mean? He's like, this is mine. This is mine now. Everything is mine now. Um, oh my god, what was I going to say? Quick question. Who would win in a fight? Uh, Schmaug <laughs> or Drogon from Game of Thrones? Probably Smog because I think Smog is bigger, and I don't know if it's just because he's up against Bilbo, but I feel like he fits inside a mountain. Well, uh, and also I think if Smog can talk and is like highly intelligent, I think he could outthink Drago because even though Drago could talk, I assume that he's like smart and clever, but I feel like he's more. Also, he's younger. Smog's like hundreds of years old and Draco's still like technically a baby dragon I think Smog would Draco. have a beat Draco what did I say Dra- you said Draco his name is Drogon I just thought I meant sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a moment I'm having a moment okay I, I am just I'm pathetic just let me have a moment I also want to say, because I like revealing these sort of things on air, but Brittany said that she ships Smog and Bilbo. <laughs> I do not. Never. I'm not one of those people. I never I'm gonna, said that. I'm going to take uh, screenshots and post it out there. Um, but <laughs> no. I hate you so much. I'm going to have a talking with you after this okay we're gonna i'm gonna sit you down and be like tia this is why this is not okay well we'll have talks um but i i thought that smog definitely deserved to be on this list because he is pretty much the reason for the entire hobbit trilogy if he had never taken over the mountain if he had never you know pretty much killed all these fuckers and you know hoarded all the gold then there would be no adventure to be had so certainly i think smog is probably one of the most pivotal characters in the hobbit trilogy but that's my number seven Brittany. what is your number six 
I like how I did all the talking for you. And you're like, yeah, that's my pick. And I'm like, you heifer, you monster. I was being nice to you because you said that smock was on your list. So I was, you know, I pushed okay. that there. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm going to go ahead and go with some that starts with a T. I think that sounded really good. Really good to you. Um, I'm trying to sit here and think because there's one, but I don't know if I want him to be higher or not. So I think I'm going to go with, let me look at it. You're going to laugh at me. Do you know uh, Radagast? Do you know who I'm talking about? The the brown. (laughs) (laughs) He's so nasty. Can we talk about him for a second? I just think he deserves to be on the list. He's so nasty. Did you not get grossed out by, like, the poop down his shoulders, like, down his hair from the birds in his hat? Everything was gross. Oh, my God, that was shit. I thought it was, like, mold. Like, I thought fungus was, like, growing out of his head. When he lifts his hat. And no, I know, the- yeah, it's like the little bird nest there. Oh, my God, that's terrible. I have to go with them because, one, isn't bad that I hated every time he showed up because I knew I was going to have to look at him and be like, he's so nasty. But I do, like, even Gandalf is like, okay, this dude. I can't remember what they got from him. They got, like, the bunny rides from him, didn't they? Yeah. And can we not talk about how freaking cute the bunnies were? Like, okay, I like I like what he stands for. I love that he's all nature and he's kind of in tune with, like, the forest. And that's kind of his thing. You know, he, he basically, like, talking to animals, kind of, like, wanting to take care of things. But I'm like, I understand that that's not always going to be pretty. And he's more, like, nature-esque because he's the brown wizard. But he's freaking disgusting. I know he's, like, powerful in his own right because he is kind of in that circle of wizards. Like, you know, Gandalf the Grey, Radagast the Brown, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But he nasty. He needs a shower. He nasty. He needs a shower. He needs, like, he needs, like. I don't know. He needs some milk. But <laughs> he's just so gross, Pia. But I do like that he helps them. And I do like that he was enough of a standout character that I still sit there. And, like, I can't remember, like, the other dwarves' names. And there's other characters I forget about in it. But Radigas was so nasty that he, like, instantly I thought about him. It's kind of like Golem, right? He's nasty, and you're kind of like, oh, but he definitely adds to the story by being a standout character in your mind. But what do you think, Tia, of our trash trash panda? (laughs) Actually, that's a perfect uh, way to describe him, is uh, Lord Trash Panda. No, when freaking whatchamacallit, Gandalf was explaining the other wizards, and he was explaining, like, oh, yeah, Radagast, he's a wizard of sorts, right? Like, you could tell that the others kind of don't really think of him in a high regard, even though he definitely, like, came in on the, came in with the clutch, 
you know at the yeah. end like he he helped them several times in huge battles but he was nasty as shit literal shit and i was like you're so gross and then he was like constantly like the way his like faces like the faces he was making it was just weird but I did feel really bad when you first get introduced to him and he's realizing that all of the animal creatures and the plants are dying and he goes to like save that little hedgehog and he's so sad when the hedgehog like dies but then he takes I guess like the darkness out of him. I was so sad. I was like, no little hedgehog, don't die. Um so I definitely think that Radagast is a notable character in the sense that yes he is gross and he's certainly not like you know he's gross but he also doesn't really it seems that he doesn't pay any mind to say like the politics of what's going on he just wants to take care of his forest and the woodland creatures and that's what he wants to do he's always there for Gandalf when Gandalf needs him and as I said he comes in several times to help everyone so you definitely shouldn't underestimate this guy I, I like that he's more like shaman. Like he's like a shaman and how yeah. it's like he's more like herbal herbal, you know. And I guess what I like about him is that when you're trying to do a character that's like this, it, they are not particularly going to be pretty and clean. It's kinda like the dwarves, right? You wouldn't expect them to be like all clean cut, not bearded. You know, they live in the mountain, they forge, you know, that's their thing. So I guess you couldn't really expect like a nature wizard that's like in the forest to exactly be the cleanest and most put together. He's going to be like more touch in nature because you're not going to see animals do the same like him, even though I would assume that animals groom themselves. So I'm kind of like, can you shower? But yeah, it wasn't mold, it was bird poop. So there you go. To you, but then you go, Oh, why is he got a bird poop? Because he's taking care of little tiny baby birds in his hat. So, so it's kind of like, I'm, I know it's so gross. But no, I, I agree with you putting him on this list because I think that a character like this deserves to be. He, as I said, he came in several times. Is, does he show up in the Lord of the Rings movies or is he okay. just in The Hobbit? what did you say sorry your phone is like going out a little i'm looking at it i know that like he's in the lord of the rings he's in the hobbit but i think in the books he appears in like every book like this was it the similar similarian like the uh i have such trouble with the names tia this Girl, is like when i'm I'm just getting into this world, so I know, like, virtually nothing. I just watched the Hobbit trilogy. I'm gonna have to, like, gear up to watch Lord of the Rings. It's freaking, like, four hours long <laughs> for, like, every single movie, okay? That's a whole afternoon. If you start at 12, if you... If, but Thrandall's not in the Lord of the Rings. He's only in the Hobbit. I, I'm, you know... I, I thought he was in Lord of the Rings uh lee pace isn't in it i look i looked it up i looked it up girl man i thought uh, was he played by somebody else in the in the blah 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 in the lord of the rings i thought he was in the lord of the rings 
I saw something that was like his character for a while was only referred to as the Elven King and only got a name, say, like later. No, let me look. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look, girl. Don't worry, I got you. I always thought he was, uh, I always thought he was in there, but maybe he's just like more mentioned. I yeah. just always thought Lord of the Rings. No, he's in The Hobbit, but he never showed up in the Lord of the Rings movies. I think he would have been too young because The Lord of the Rings came out in 2003 and Lee Pace's first, uh, not 2003, I'm sorry, the first Lord of the Rings came out in 2001 and Lee Pace's first film credit is from 2003. Okay, well, I guess, I guess I'm you just want, stupid. You want to know, well, yeah, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I promise. I, promise. Um, I was going to say really quick on Lee Pace, because this whole episode is just going to be riddled with me talking about Lee Pace, but he also has been, okay, like Ian McKellen, Lee Pace has also been in a shit ton of, say, like, uh, I don't want to call this one like nerdy because it's certainly not nerdy, but like a franchise, right? Like a big uh, sci-fi type franchise. He was not only in The Hobbit, not only in Guardians of the Galaxy, but unfortunately he was also in the Twilight movie. <laughs> oh well, wait, what? He was in Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 as Garrett. Well, this is a place I didn't know I would be going. Um, <laughs> well, you I find like... out all sort of things when you're on the top ten. <laughs> I I I feel like um, you know, like I feel like w- when we do that, you know, it's almost like our own personal mission where we're like, "There's this great actor, great character that he plays," but if you want to see it, you have to watch the Twilight movies, and I'm like. Uh, it, it makes me think of Kylo. It makes me think of Kylo, and he's like, "I know what I must do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I, you know, I thought about that briefly. I was like, "Oh, Lee Pace," and then I was sitting there, I was like, "No, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Brittany. It's not worth it." <laughs> I mean, you know what's so bad is I read all the books as a kid because I was young enough and they're like, these are great. But then when you get older and like the movies were awful, the movies, even as like a past Twilight fan, because, you know, I did read them, right? I When I saw the movie, I was like, oh, no, even as a kid, I was like, there's going to be screaming girls because everywhere. Everyone, I, I don't know if you were like this in school. But, you know, when you would see, like, when, like, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys and the girls are going insane and, oh, my God, they're sobbing because they're going to see them. I was not that kind of person. I don't think I've ever been that obsessed with anything unless it was Transformers or Supernatural. I two, I have two stories for you with this one, oh, right? No. You remember how there was, like, well, not remember because we weren't born, but I'm sure you've heard of it, Beatlemania. 
like when the Beatles first came out, like and like girls going like crazy, like you know, screaming fans. Like the Beatles did that, you know. Yeah. Anywhere they went, like the girls just went and like lost their freaking minds. And oh, my grandma, yeah. my grandma will always tell me she's like because when she was a teenager that's when Beatlemania was happening and she would always tell me that she was like I never got into that she goes but then again I was married and pregnant at the age of 16 so I had other things to worry about and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I love you um, grandma like, grandma's like I, I had shit going on I ain't got time to shit going on. Uh, um, but um what to me calls it uh, oh i was gonna say and the other one was so what band was oh my boy band was he from hang on i want to like say it before i okay do you remember the boy band o-town have you ever heard of it so i don't it, think so it wasn't as popular obviously as say like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC but it was like around you know it had it like a short living you know whatever and one of the guys in it his name is Ashley Parker Angel right so when I was in high school I was in the drama club this I know this is like Tia where are you going with this but I I was in the drama club and when I was in the drama club we got a lot of good deals to go see plays and one of the plays that we went to go see on Broadway was Hairspray and in the play Ashley Parker Angel played one of the characters I kid you not several of the girls in the drama club literally had folders with his face on it remember how like that was big back in the day like you know you would have I, I will admit I did have a Backstreet Boys folder, um, but they were yeah. sitting, but, but when I was in like eighth grade or seventh grade, these girls were like 17, okay? And they literally had folders with Ashley Parker Angel's face on it and we're sitting in the uh, audience and we were kind of like on the end and his character came from the back, right? And we were pretty in the far in the back. That's how you got like such cheap tickets. And he literally was standing right next to me, right, like, waiting for his turn to, like, you know, go in, like, go down the aisle to get to the stage. He was standing right next to me. And I just hear the girls next to me, like, hitting each other, whispering, going, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's actually pretty interesting. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, what are they talking about? And I look and I was like, oh, there's someone staying next to me. And I was just like, but they were like freaking out. And I put like two and two together when I saw their folders and I looked at him. I'm like, oh, that's the same guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of that, like you being like, oh, do you remember this? Right. And I, and I have to go, well, okay, it's our age difference, even though it's not my much. Right. Like we're what, four years apart? Yeah. I had that moment like you the other day because Trenton has a friend, right? My little brother who's who is 16, so exactly 10 years younger than me. And I had a moment of like having that realization of going, oh God, I feel like I'm getting old. Because I said, oh, did you like Franklin growing up? And she was like, what's Franklin? She was like, oh. And I was like, oh, 
was like, Ugh. and I was like, oh, she's like, what about Dora the Explorer? And I was like, oh, that that came out after basically I was like out of that age group. And I was like, then she's like bringing up all these little kid shows that were like, I said, oh, do you remember the SpongeBob episode? No, she doesn't because she was too young when SpongeBob came out to even know what it was. And I'm sitting there and I was like, well, um, like I said something. I said, oh, do you remember this? And it was like when I was 16. And she was like, oh, I was six years old. And I was just thinking, I'm depressed. What is this? I can't relate with you anymore because, you know, you and you're talking to a 16 year old. You're like, OK, you're like, like getting towards being an adult, but you're not an adult yet. And I was just so mortified. So when you're like, do you know what O-Town is? I was like, please don't make me accidentally hurt you. I listen. I I didn't listen to them. I just knew about them because they came out during like the boy band craze. But please, it still freaks me out that there are actual adults now who were never born in the 1990s, like Ryan, who will say, "Well, I wasn't born in the 1990s," and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I was born in the 2000s." And you sit there and you're like, "Yeah, but you'd be like 10," and then you're like, "No, they're 20 now." Like, if you were born in the year 2000, you were 20. And I'm just, like, sitting there not <laughs> comprehending that at all. Um, so that that is very weird. We're going to be the elves. By the way, do you find it weird that Legolas is older than Gandalf? Is that the thing? I didn't know that. I think technically that uh, Gandalf is... Uh, Oh, I don't know the full thing that he's like a Maya, but I don't know what a Maya is. Reborn as a wizard, but in Gandalf's current form, right? Which means that if when Gandalf dies, he he takes on a new form, right? So I don't think he ever truly die dies. But as Gandalf, I think Legolas is older than him. That's so strange. Yeah, I mean, I remember in the movie when Thrandall says to Thorin you know you can wait in the cell and rot a hundred years as a mere blink to an elf i have time pretty much so i was like um but i love it but anyway back to now that we did our little small like let's talk about boy band um let's go back to the list at hand i will get number five and who the hell am i picking oh yeah I apologize if he's on your list. We needed to coordinate this it's one. Okay. Um, but my number five is Bard. Was he on your list? Bard, yes. What? I said I like Bard. Okay. Yeah, I like Bard because he's like pretty much the normal human in this like you have the hobbits dwarves elves orcs goblins wizards and there's bard and it's just first of all they give him like the most like it's like they might as well have just named him chad <laughs> bard Chad. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> tell me how though he didn't look like he should have been in the pirates of the caribbean movies like he was all swash buckley and he was on the boat he you know brings the doors to the town and he's just pretty much a you know bargainer pirate 
mercenary whatever have you but you know in reality he has these children and you find out that he is the descendant of the person who tried to kill smog but didn't uh succeed and i just liked him in general like uh which calls it i liked him in general with his personality he just wanted the best for his people he didn't have any sort of say um ulterior motive other than the fact that he just wanted to help his town and avoid death like he says at some point to thorin like you'll bring death upon this freaking town um and then he even tries to get thorin like all he wants from thorin is just what he was promised so that they could live normal lives but one of my favorite scenes is when smog is pretty much like fucking up that town and you find out that bard has an like has a spear with like the proper metal to kill smog and he just like reaches up and like first of all i i joked around with paul i'm like how did no one notice that like everyone's like you had this the whole time like yeah it was like up above you like on the ceiling no one decides to like look up survive this long without being observant i don't remember much about him uh i do not know why but isn't he like do, do the villagers treat him bad or good i can't remember they i don't think it's necessarily the villagers who treat him poorly but it's the person who is in charge who treats him poorly because of the nature of his business and then at the same time because he's the descendant of the person who failed to kill smog there's a degree of ridicule when it comes to him like they say oh aren't you you know your grandfather or father or something failed so why would you be any better you know we're in this position uh this town because your ancestor couldn't do his job properly yeah jesus um but what was i gonna say yeah i was wondering and at some point he goes and teams up with thrandall because if you remember thorin uh becomes corrupted by the gold so he refuses to give shelter to bard and the villagers and he also refuses to give he refuses because at first thorin promises the village uh treasures because he's saying you know once i'm king and i have all this like you're the town right outside i will help you um and then he also promises thrandall because thrandall says that there's gems in there that are belong to elves and he's like i'll give that to you too but then when thorin when smog is defeated and thorin does get a hold of that he starts becoming corrupted by the gold he ref- he pretty much barges himself in his castle and tells is it bard the that gold or that gem the like the the mountain the heart of the mountain i think it's what it's called it's the gold because bilbo had stolen the arkenstone and taken it away from it and it was just a gold because smog at some point even says like you know the gold will start corrupting him because you know there's so much wealth pretty much um and you see at some point like thorin is like having this hallucination where he is pretty much surrounded by a river of liquid gold 
um, when in reality that's not what it is. But I just liked Bard's, I guess, his morality, his uh, his just everything about him. He was pretty much just like the normal person, right? You know, yeah. like he was just um, the normal surviving. person among all of this. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, he's just surviving. It's basically those saying, like, well, well, the Hobbit and, you know, the dwarves are like, we're fighting goblins. We're doing this. They're like, they're just a town just trying to live, do their thing. Don't want to be murdered by smog burning everything to the ground. I mean, they risked a lot even helping them with everything when smog starts destroying the entire village. Which, um, there's a, uh, exchange between Bard and Thorin where Bard says, you know, you owe me what you owe me. And Thorin pretty much says, I had to promise you all of those riches to even get some blankets. You know, it was about survival, that promise. But it's still like, come on, dude, you have like a million, like the gold you have in your castle is so insanely large. Like how much would it have been to spare like two buckets worth, right? Like, come on, come on. Um, yeah, come on. Come on. But, oh, sorry, lady. Um, I, I just <laughs> liked Bard. I, I put my like foot down accidentally, like <laughs> kicked her a little, but... I don't know. I really like him. I like that he is the one to kill Smog eventually, uh, bring and restore honor to his family's lineage. And I thought it was hilarious that he used his son's shoulder pretty much as an aiming mechanism. I don't know. I liked it. I liked it too. I, I think, like, maybe you gotta rewatch these. Because um, I remember I could enjoyed the first one a lot and you're gonna laugh it was because i came and saw it with my uh little brother who was fine but his friend he's like oh my god like you know talking loud like full volume and i kept like looking at the kid i was like hey you're gonna have to like still so loud and my body was so stressed out because you know how i feel about people talking mm-hmm. at movies I'm like, I'm about to fucking choke this kid. I'm about to go, like, I'm going to go to prison for, like, murder. But then, the, you know, I'll be acquitted because I'll be like, why'd you do it? And I'm like, because he wouldn't stop talking in the middle of a three-hour movie. Okay, you're, you're dismissed. <laughs> That's it's understandable. It's understandable. This kid wasn't going to contribute to society anyways. He was already too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I you love it. Child murder, Tia. Only you would laugh at this. <laughs> oh, please. The way you're presenting it is so comical. <laughs> Don't even. But yeah, so Bard is my number five. Brittany, what is your number four? I'm going to go with, uh, since it's technically my number two, right? I'm going to go with Bilbo. I love Bilbo. Bilbo. I'm obsessed. He's so cute. Okay. First off, did you not enjoy that he's just so, like, done? Like, he just wants to be left alone. Even by, like, <laughs> your little snort made me laugh. I love it. Um, <laughs> Bilbo, like, part of his, like, the Shire, right? I think, like, it's that the Hobbits are all, like, kind of, like, more social, right? They like to eat, and they're, like, very happy and Bilbo's like just leave me the hell alone I want to be left alone I want to be in my little hobbit hole I want to eat I want to be left alone I don't want to socialize and I'm like okay 
And so when first, like, Gandalf comes to him and he's so, like, put out because he, like, likes everything very clean and together and all the dwarves start, like, funneling into his home and how upset he is and, like, the dwarves are, like, throwing his plates and, like, somehow catching them very well and setting them all out and don't they like eat him out of house and home like they take all of his food and when I mean all the food I mean all of it and just like his character development was so great through the entire thing because he starts off kind of like very selfish right and I think he he he's gonna get his cut right I can't remember exactly why he goes I don't know if it's more to like prove somebody wrong going on an adventure uh but doesn't like he basically get like his feelings hurt and he's like well i gotta prove them wrong now right i think it was part of it like with thorin being like we don't need a hobbit uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love that impression by the way that, that impression was wonderful <laughs> thank, thank you thank you but um just seeing him like even facing off against smog and how like clever he is because don't they send him because they're like well he's very light-footed like the hobbits are known for being very sneaky and like they're like oh he could get around smog but i love the interaction between him and smog like through all the characters how he tricks golem 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 <laughs> golem um like with the riddles right and i just i don't know i just i feel like he's very like a survivalist but really showed like how far he could go my only thing with them is that i wish like the ring wasn't corrupting him because you see like in lord of the rings with bilbo and he like makes the scary face because i think he keeps the ring doesn't he like he keeps it at the end and i'm just like but i wonder i'm like how good were you that you've held on to this thing right for years and years and years and years right all the way to frodo and um Samuel, right? Like, and it didn't turn you into Gollum, but you can tell it was definitely having an effect on him in the first, like, Lord of the Ring movie where you see his face, like, contort over the ring. It's very scary. Well, I think because he wasn't wearing it constantly. Um, but, <laughs> like, I will say this, right? I think this is my favorite Martin Freeman role because. I hate to say this, I'm not the biggest fan of his. Anytime I've seen him, I feel like he plays, say, like, the same character, right? Like, okay, let me go down the list a little. All right? Um, Whatchamacallit? He was in this season of Fargo, and I didn't particularly like him there. He was in the UK version of The Office. He was playing Mm -hmm. Jim's role. And he wasn't good there i thought he was just an okay watson but honestly i was watching sherlock for benedict cumberbatch and then andrew scott as moriarty um and then you know his character was frankly annoying in black panther so i never really sat there and like got the whole martin freeman you know allure But then I saw him in this and I was like, oh, I I like him in this role. You know, how, uh, first of all, 
it is amazing how disgruntled he is by the dwarfs. <laughs> they come in and he's like, wait, who are you? And then they just keep coming and they literally are eating him at a house and home. Like he says something about like, like one of the dwarfs gets all these cheese wheels and he's like, I got to go get a cheese knife. And they're like, no, no, it's all right. We don't need that. We're literally going to eat the whole thing. Like right now, like with my bare hands. With um, my bare so he's so pissy about that but then he realizes like this is a once in a lifetime thing to like prove almost to himself and i like that he does find his courage at some point even though you can say it's probably the ring but you know he fights He, he has his moments where he's fighting and i do like that he had enough the thing is it's like he he took the ring right And so obviously he feels the sort of pull that the ring has, but I think he's able to, you know, control himself enough. And then at the same time, he was able to realize that uh, he needed to take the Arkenstone away from Thorin because Thorin was becoming corrupted. And he, like Thorin even says that he was doing what a true friend would do um by taking the arkenstone and giving it to bard and thrandall even though obviously that pissed thorin off at first see britney friends uh do sometimes what the other friends don't want them to do uh but it's for the benefit uh, of them listen, uh, listen, 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 listen i just want to throw it in i'm gonna fully get myself across in a minute and you're not gonna oh no i'm gonna choke i was gonna say you're not gonna like <laughs> And I was like, that sounds way more intimidating than I meant it to be, because I'm not serious. <laughs> but I like, I mean, listen, you have to have, if you're having a list of the top 10 characters in the Hobbit trilogy, you have to have Bilbo, right? It's like, yeah. he's the center of all of it. Um, and he was so tiny, and he was so just not small. knowing what the hell was going on. So small. His feet though were massive he did have massive feet i was gonna say really quick because you brought up black panther and this is a point that i was sitting there and i was like rummaging through my head can you please tell me is there any characters that are not white in this in the show in the movie or in the lord of the rings oh my god yes i was thinking that too um i was definitely thinking that because as i sat there i told you before that there's hardly any um females right there's hardly any women who 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 are the women right you got toriel and then you had kate blanchett's character which i forget her name Uh, she's all you know yeah she's all yeah which i had a feeling like her and gandalf have had some sort of romance at some point but so when i was sitting there and i was thinking to myself about you know, that there was hardly any women in the trilogy. I was sitting there, I was like, is there anyone in this freaking movie who isn't white? And I sat there and I, I, was know, like, I, know. Every, I was like, every character, like every character, Gandalf, Bilbo, Thrandall, uh, all the other elves, all the dwarves. All the all the hobbits are white. All the dwarves are white. All the and I dwarves, guess, like, all the, all the... Go ahead, sorry. 
I was going to say, you know, there's probably people that would argue, like, well, this area. And I'm like, no, not just that area. People travel. People, things happen where I feel like there had to be at least one person. But then you wouldn't want them to throw one person in because you'd be like, well, now they're just doing a token thing to be like, oh, you know, um, make, you know, viewers happy, which is shitty in its own right. But I'm like, nobody? There's nobody? There's not, like, there's no black people, there's no Asian people, there's no, like, you know, there's nobody that looks anything different than a white. No, you're 100%. There's, like, no real, like, the only things that, say, are standing out are the clothes and the fact that, say, the elves have uh, pointy ears, but, no, I mean, I just, first of all, okay, when when did this freaking movie come out? Um, Let me see. When did the first Hobbit come out? No, I okay, didn't okay. Know. Tw- tw- 2012. Huh? I'm sorry, I was just sitting there. I'm like, I'm really just trying to search my mind. I bet if I like Lord of the Rings diversity, there would be like a million people outraged. Well, okay, so the first one came out in 2012. It's like, come on, dude, 2012, that was only eight years ago. You didn't think to your head, like, you need to be diverse here. As you said, I'm sure that there's some person out there that's going to say, oh, well, you know, Middle Earth is supposed to be in, like, Norway or England or some shit, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, but people of color existed then, too. People of color yeah, existed exactly. those, you know, places, too. That That is always the thing, right? Because even though I knew nothing about Thor, when the first Thor movie came out, I do remember articles of people being so mad that they cast Idris Elba as Heimdall because they were like, there's no black people in Norway. And I'm like, I'm, first of all, I'm sure that there is. <laughs> um, I'm sure that there is. This is mythology. And I was going to say, and also Thor is made up. <laughs> this is literally a mystical realm. It's within sci-fi. Giant skin. <laughs> there is like in sci when you have sci-fi and fantasy, I feel like you have the most opportunity to be diverse, right? Don't just yeah. be la- don't just be lazy and have just white men like throw women in there, throw people of color. Like I don't, you know, have you know, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, Indian people, Native Americans. Like, why do you think that you just need white people, right? I don't know. I definitely thought that too. I was sitting there and I was like, wait, that's what? I can't I know, find one person. In a soapbox, but I'm just like, I was sitting there. I was like, I really sat there and I was like, huh? That, um, no, I think it, like, especially. I think especially in 2020, it becomes even, say, like, more apparent when you look back, especially because this movie is not that old. And then, okay, so you could say, like, okay, in 2012, right, maybe it was still, you know, they were doing things like the old way. But then the third one, hang on, hang on, the third one came out in 2014. It's like you had the opportunity to add you know, diversity, and you still didn't. <laughs> you still didn't. <laughs> like, I don't know. It- Go ahead, sorry. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, it's like, and it's like, I can admit this, because when you're a kid, you don't notice these things, right? Because 
whenever like when I was little right and people would say that like about oh you know they only have one character and I feel like oh I don't understand that but then when you get a little bit older and you sit there and you look and you're like yeah well maybe if I was that color I would I would notice it instantly right because that was like a big everyone's telling you that you know lord of the rings when it first came out was like a huge thing right and everyone's telling you how big it is and everyone's telling you how much it matters and then you turn it on and you literally don't see one person who looks like you you know it's like how do you expect anyone to care um i mean jesus christ freaking game of thrones had more diversity and they also had a bit of a problem but even they had like more diversity than this i understand because like when you're a kid and you're the the color of the people that are constantly on it you're not gonna notice it as well until like you have a friend like i had a friend that was like you know every time um i think i asked him right um when we were little it was like an anime or something and and his character was always like that one character and even though i didn't particularly care for that character's personality i'd be like well that's your favorite character and he'd be like because that's literally the only character that looks like me and i was like that's really sad actually because they may not even have the best personality or be the best in a certain way but you're you're pigeonholed only into liking that character because they're the only ones you can relate with and i was like that's kind of sad did you hear, by the way, this is so utterly random, but did you know that Netflix is um, adapting a live action av- like Avatar The Last Airbender series? And the creator, yeah, yeah. but the creators of Avatar have stepped away from um, the, the project. And one of the reasons why they say they stepped away from the project is because the creators wanted more diversity first of all they said okay no this is what it was netflix had wanted to cast a few white people in it but the creators said that they only want asian people which makes sense you know they only want asian people but it is a little ironic because the creators of avatar the last airbender are two white guys and when they were doing the show their voice cast was primarily white so maybe this is just their way of like making up for that like okay we know we fucked up before but now we're gonna get it right um but now they've left so i just thought that was like interesting i was gonna say on that note especially because a lot of people it, it's not just like and it's not one type of asian because they like the fire oh, yeah. nation i'm trying to yeah, i'm trying to remember what their fighting style uh but their fighter fighting style i can't remember if it's more uh chinese or japanese while like the water bending is more like like uh almost i, I don't want to say like native american but more like indigenous like very more like tribe like what you would think more of like what we would have in canada or alaska right like mm-hmm. of being like that because they come from a very cold place well the fighting style of like say like ang i think it's more like like shaolin monk type and i'm trying to think of like all the different fighting styles but it's not one just one type so in that way it's still like diverse in that own right that's why i'm like i don't know why people are like throwing a you know what i mean i'm like it doesn't need white people the show didn't even have white people you know what i mean people are just i don't know weird that reminds me of really quick before we move on i'll 
I remember one time when I went back and rewatched um, Daredevil, the first season. And I don't know if you ever watched the first season, but there's a scene where they're first like bringing all of like the people together who are part of this, like, you know, uh, people who pretty much work for Fisk. You know, you can't say his name, um, but yeah. you had but you had like, say, the Russian guys and you had this like one weaselly dude who is like clearly supposed to be the uh, stereotype of like every money hungry ignorant american and then you yeah. had no and then you had nobu who was japanese and then you had madame gao who was chinese right so at some yeah. point the, the at some point the accountant who says something and madame gao responds in mandarin and freaking the accountant dude's like what and he looks to nobu and he goes what is she saying? You translate. And the Russian guy goes, he is Japanese. She is Chinese. Like, you know, yeah, like, they don't speak the same language. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you saw the accountant dude, like the wheels, like trying to spin in his head. And it's like, but that is like such like a thing that there has to be so many people out there who who think that way. Like, oh, oh well, well, you know. <laughs> there, there's this girl I like that's Korean, and like her friends were like, "What is this saying?" It was something Japanese, and she just looked at them like, "Like, dude, really, really?" The only thing was like, uh, I think it was like, uh, like the dude was Hispanic, and I think for him, he was probably thinking, well, I speak Spanish, and I may not understand other, like, dialects of it, but, you know, blah, 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 and, like, but do no, I mean, they're, like, they're, like, like very different languages like they're very, very different they're very different languages it's not like say how hispanic languages are where you know it's different dialects but a lot of it's the same but you should also note though e even though that can be the case um i believe the spanish that's spoken in spain is completely different um and oh, also yeah. in also in brazil they speak portuguese not Spanish yeah. so oh, um yeah. so that's the thing but you know come to top 10 you also have a uh, uh insert of us talking about I love it though I love it you know it's good to talk about this type of stuff I think that that's what art should be is to point out things like this and even though like I I loved the Hobbit trilogy and I believe you do as well but we can sit here and still point out the faults especially as us being two white people and yeah. uh and even us sitting there and realize i swear Brittany, it was something i realized i sat there and i said to myself not only is there hardly any other women but there's no one of color in this in these movies so it, it's very strange and i know that they're developing a lord of the rings tv show and I doubt that they'll I let that. Some, yeah they're developing I forgot what network but I highly doubt they'll allow that to happen in that but um let's move on I have the number three and I'm sorry if this is the last person on your list Brittany so hopefully you have a backup um but nice I am I am going to go with Thorin was he on you your list her. was he yeah, it's okay though. Go ahead. I mean, you can do someone else. You they start with shut a... your mouth. Just do it. 
That sounds wrong, Brittany. That sounds wrong. No, I mean, when you first meet Thorin, I didn't really think much of him, but his story is so interesting, right? The, and oh my God, I don't know why it just clicked in my head. It's very much like Daenerys, right? His family. His family were royalty. They sat upon this throne for so many years and now they're casted out. They don't have any real home, which, by the way, I loved how tragic that scene was where Bilbo was saying, like, you know, I don't live like this. You know, you guys live like this because you don't have a home. I have a home. And it's like they don't not have a home by choice, you know? Um, So. But I liked how Thorin was the leader and always willing to put himself on the front lines to fight alongside his people. And even though he was very serious, he also had his moments of warmth. But I will say that the two things about him was like, he hated elves so much to the point where like, he wasn't even, he wasn't even willing to like, ask for help from the elves and Gandalf was like can you stop being so freaking stubborn but I will say also that I totally didn't see it coming that he was going to become corrupt at first I was like Thorin I was like Thorin you're supposed to be like you know the leader the good guy the salvation all these people are so happy that they finally have their home back and now it's like you're becoming he was saying like, "Oh, one dwarf life won't isn't worth all of this gold." Um, like, but dude, how? <laughs> I thought this is so funny. I pointed it out to Polly several times as we were watching. Tell me how they weren't just following this dude around with a fan just so that his hair could flow magically oh, in the I wind. Know. <laughs> His hair was very flowy. I like how, like, you you could... I What I liked about him is you have to almost understand that, that when he was chased out of the mountain, right, he was still very young. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know he wasn't a child. He was at least an adult. But he watched his father get corrupt. You're trying to be something that people say you're not. Like, they're like, oh, you're a king, but you're not a king, right? You have no, no kingdom. You're having this ragtag team. You're basically no one. While still trying to put on the air, especially when the elves look down on you. Everybody's looking down on you because they're basically saying you're the king of nothing. You've been, you know, exiled by a dragon. And I think, too, didn't he hate the elves so much because the elves were supposed to help them in the first place and they never did? Yeah. I know that they turned their back on them at the end, like, not at the end, but, you know, didn't the elves not look freaking cool on their stags? Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're sexy as hell. No, that was the thing, <laughs> that during... That was the thing that during when uh, Smog came in, you see the army of elves, but Thrandall saw that pretty much it was like a lost cause and he wasn't going to sacrifice the lives of his elves. So he turned away. So that was Thorin's whole thing is that when we asked for help, you didn't even like show up, like you showed up and then you just turned around. Yeah, and I'm like, which is even worse. You might as well not even show up. Because that's basically looking at it and going, that shit's really bad. You know what? We out. Bye, guys. (laughs) You handle it yourself. But, um, no, I love Thorne because I felt like he had such character development. But it was almost like, 
Yeah, you know, you know, 
we're just kind of, we're just kind of, we're thriving, but not really and thriving over here. And especially back then, it probably was like 50 years tops for someone. You'd be like, somebody be dying of old age and the elves are like, pathetic. <laughs> like, <laughs> off of the season. <laughs> oh, that reminds me that uh, I have it set up on my Twitch stuff that if somebody comes in, it plays like a sound, right? If they're like, subbed. And like, somebody put the pathetic one. So every now and then I'll just be playing and I hear pathetic. And I'm like, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you bitch. But yeah, I love Thorin. I, I think he was great. His character development was great. But God, that whole family, like, dead. They're, they're all dead. And I'm like, but at least he lived long enough to see the mountain, like, you know, what's the, they got the exterminator to come through with their giant mouse problem and got rid of it. So now they could at least live in it again. I did love that, that he took a moment to stand at the edge of the mountain to see that, you know, he, everything's okay, right? They defeated, they defeated the orcs, they freed the place from smog, it's good, at least what he had been building towards his whole life, at least was able to be accomplished, even if he dies at some point, but I found his character definitely like really noble and I did like see to me even though it was a surprise him going the Daenerys uh, Targaryen way was understandable but then I like that they at least redeemed him at the end unlike with Daenerys where she like died a crazy bitch uh, Thorin at least you know died with his marbles back in his head so I enjoyed that, but I like Thorin, but I'm telling you, it tripped me up because as I just pointed out at the beginning of this, he, the actor is six foot two and the way they like made him look so small compared to Lee Pace. And now that I'm thinking about it in that scene, when they're talking to each other, he must've been on like on his knees while talking just to like look short enough. And it's like, that must've hurt doing that whole scene. And do you know how many times they have to like redo scenes? So it's like, all right, Richard, all right, get back down there. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, you didn't get the first nine takes. <laughs> That's why, like, uh, I told you I have a friend, she's six foot two, and, you know, Aaron's six foot two, and they, they can, like, look in each other's eyes, you know, like, it's just like, like, they're both really tall. And I'll be standing next to them, like, with my head craned up, and I'm like, this is for the birds, like, a foot different. So I can only imagine being, like, actually on the right height, right? Like, almost just stare these people into the eye, and you're like, okay, get down on your knees. I'm like, I feel very attacked right now. I feel very stepped on. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Lee Pace is standing there, and he's like, ha, 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 I don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I bet that helped into his uh, ego cough. Like, I wonder if Lee Pace is, like, is actually, like, a nice dude, or if he's like, yeah, I just play an asshole well because I'm actually an asshole. I don't know. From at least the interviews and stuff, he seems like a pretty chill person. He and you don't seems like a, a sociopath, though. He's like in everything. He's probably just good at putting on an act now, Tia. Oh, he's so him. 
anytime they like cast Lee Pace in something, you're like, oh, so he's he's going to be a sociopath, right? And I, they're like, oh no, he plays like a really nice guy, but really a sociopath, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like I don't trust it now. I know that um, uh, Lee Pace is very private. And he wasn't very happy with Ian McKellen having outed him after the Hobbit movies, because apparently oh, that happened yeah. because because, you know, Ian McKellen is uh, outwardly gay and yeah. he had outed Lee, I think, maybe during an interview or something like that. And Lee didn't like that because prior to that, he hadn't ever come out. And I think that that was like something that lee didn't like because he said several times that you know he's very private he doesn't want to talk about that type of stuff um and i think he also said that he wasn't you know prepared to kind of be a you know champion for the lgbt right um so there's gotta be a lot of pressure because now everybody's looking to you to be like well you're in the public eye so it's like your duty and it's like that's a lot of pressure yeah, that's a lot of pressure. So like you just want to be you and just live, and people are expecting you to be now a advocate and all that. So I could imagine that uh, if I were Lee, I'd probably be a little pissed at Ian McKellen too. I don't know if they uh, they made up or anything like that, but I, I'd be pretty pissed. I would say as well. Like that wasn't up to you; it was up to me to do that. You know, it's kind of like yeah. how. Um, God, we are like all over the place, but I love it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Nikki Tutorials uh, came out as trans. And I think the only reason why she did it was because she knew that someone had blackmail on her and was threatening yeah. to release it. And she was pretty much like, well, if you're going to just release it anyway, I- I'm going to take the power back and I'm going to do it. And it's like, you know, no one should be forced to have to do that. Like, that's yeah, no one's totally. business. But, um, Back to Thorin. Thorin was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, I just really liked his character. And I was a little sad to see him die. I asked Brittany before this. I go, all right, I'm putting on um, freaking, I'm putting on uh, The Hobbit. And I want to initially watch it for Lee Pace. But does he die? Because I can't stand another thing watching it. And then who I like dies. And then she said no. And I was like, good. But then I get attached to freaking Thorin. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he dies. <laughs> learn that everyone you love dies. Well, I learned that when I was watching the spoiler alert season finale of Stargirl. And they freaking killed Icicle. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Um, but, uh, yeah. So- Maybe he'll melt himself back together. I'm keeping my fingers crossed or else Star Girl has completely lost me. But uh, Brittany, we are down to number two, which is your number one. So why don't you tell us what you got? I'm picking your number one. No, I'm joking. I'm going to go with Gandalf. I'm going to go with Gandalf. He's picking to be in, right? Um, because Gandalf is like, the what, how do you say it? The the titular character what, is that the word I'm looking for? Like he's in everything. It. He's like he's in 
all the Lord of the Rings, basically, right? He's in The Hobbit. He's basically, at this point, like the narrator. He's the guide. He's the one that leads everybody on their path. And it's like, I remember, like, uh, do you remember the, uh, oh, is it the epic rap battle of history or the ultimate? It's the ultimate showdown. And I remember, like, the first time, like, even he's in it as Gandalf the Grey in that song. And I was like, man, I was like, he's in everything. He had his own epic rap battle. He's, like, in all the movies. He's, like, one of the biggest, like, cult icons of, like, the nerd world. Like, you cannot tell me there's not something about him that you go, okay, he's just, like, he's, like, the main character without being the main character. He is very much, like, a Merlin character. That, which makes you think of curse but you know it's like he's been there he's a, the old wizard he's like and i think i looked it up he's basically like a primordial spirit that just keeps getting reborn 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 so in that way the legolas would not be older than him but he's older than the wizard form of himself but it's just like he old af he's basically you know for someone like him that may have been worn by the world, you know, he does find it in himself to want to continuously help people for the sake of just being a good person. When maybe even like his friend, right? I can't remember his friend. Was it? I can't remember the other guy's name. I can't remember who he played. That he plays the white, I think. Like there's the gray, the white, the brown. Lee but I think Pei. he plays uh, not Lee Pei. Sorry, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, even in the thing where you, like, you know, he gets corrupted and he becomes a bad guy and Gandalf looked up to him, you know, he learned from him and even to not let himself be corrupted at that moment when he's imprisoned in the Lord of the Ring movies, he gets imprisoned. But it's just, like, I think he's, like, the ultimate, like, he's very lawful good or even maybe neutral good. But he doesn't really sway much far from the path, but he does get those moments where, is it Bilbo that he shakes, like, about the ring? Like, do you have the ring? Do you have it? And he's like, no. I don't know what you're talking about. I never had a ring in my entire life. He He pretty much says that he knows that he's had this ring this whole time because he's had, you know, he's had an eye out on him. That's kind of scary. Why does he just let him keep it, though? He does. Uh, why does he let him keep it? I don't yeah. know. Um, you know they had to know that that ring was somewhere. Somewhere whenever like it gets given to Frodo. It's so interesting because I'm like, well, you know, he's a wizard. So obviously things... Um, you know, the the wizards can see the future and they know blah, 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 you know, mystical bullshit that I'm sure even Merlin would have explained in some sort of way. But I feel like perhaps they did that because Gandalf knew that it was necessary for Bilbo to have the ring. I don't freaking know. Weird wizard shit. <laughs> Maybe he thought it was at least safe with him for, like, safekeeping maybe about Bilbo though Frodo's more innocent and very sweet while Bilbo is like fuck everyone I just like being having company I just want to be left alone I am a grumpy old man I was just gonna say he's like a grumpy old man 
But uh, how I does he than Gandalf? And Gandalf's oldest son. Um, I think that Ian McKellen played that character perfectly, as you said. Like Ian McKellen has been in so much, and he's such like the pivot. Like he's played Magneto, he's played Gandalf, he's played. He was in Harry Potter, right? He replaced the guy who had passed away. Right? Oh, uh, Dumbledore? Doesn't he play Dumbledore? Or am I getting that wrong? Yes, yes. Let me look. Let me see. Because I always (laughs) get them confused. Let's see. Let me look at Dumbledore. Dumbledore is played by. by. Apparently not. It's uh, Richard Harris, was the original one that passed away. And uh, Michael Gambon, I think, plays him. I swear I always thought that Ian McKellen played it with him. <laughs> he just looks like he he just looks like he would make sense, right? Like it makes sense that a wizard, Harry. I didn't even know this is like 150 years old in like canon. Really? He old as fuck. He old as fuck. I'm gonna say that Ian McKellen totally um, played Dumbledore. I don't care what the internet says. Uh, it happened. You can change the facts to your preference. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes. No, I'm joking. Oh my god. <laughs> um, what you would call it, but uh, yeah, Gandalf is such an important character. It's probably like the important, most important character. Obviously, I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings movie, so I can't say how. But I imagine that he is extremely pivotal. I know that he has that famous you shall not pass. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I think he dies at that point, but that's how he's like still alive technically in the show. I mean wow. the movie. Way to um spoiler alert. <laughs> Bitch, you would have already looked it up. You already know. If you don't know by now, after how long the movie's been out, then you're on your own. I don't like being on my own. Don't do it. Don't do it, girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I totally agree. Gandalf, one hundred percent. Um, what do call it? One hundred percent deserves to be on this list. Sorry, I like got like an email that popped up, and I was like, what the fuck? Um, but Brittany, we are down to the last character on our top ten characters from the hobbit and let's just go through all of them it is Gollum, keely toriel we're doing first of all we did an amazing job with all these pronunciations uh so (laughs) number 10 is Gollum. number nine is keely number eight is toriel number seven is smog number six is (laughs) radagast number five is bard Number four is Bilbo. Number three is Thorin. Number two is Gandalf. And number one is the whole reason why I even started this. What'd you say? You're so biased. I'm so biased. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> and it is going to be 
Thrandil or Thrandil. I don't know how to fucking pronounce his name. I just loved him. Oh my god. Lee Pace as the elf king uh, in the woodlands. First of all, snarky as shit with an amazing fashion sense. Like, I don't know if you noticed when they introduced him in the second movie, they take like a hot five seconds to just pan over his outfit and his uh freaking you know hair with the the crown and all that you know and i just loved him how he so was like dismissive of everything like when thorin first comes to see him and he's just like mocking him almost i love that shit i was like you bastard but it was interesting finding out certain things about this character because while for the most part he was very like bitchy, right? He full on tells Toriel that he doesn't think she's good enough for his son. He dismisses the dwarfs and also said like at some point he helps the villagers, right? And Bard is like, oh my God, you saved us. I don't know how to thank you. And he's like, yeah, I didn't do it for you. Like, like really? You think me? I would do this for you. And there are several times where he looks like he may just turn around and go away. Because he's, if you think about, he's pretty much like tucked himself into these woods without wanting to have any interaction with, say, the outside world. And I almost want to say that that stems from him actually having some degree of, say, trauma, because we do see at some point that he was affected by dragon's fire and his face is actually disformed, but he keeps it together with his magic. So he clearly has some sort of like, you know, thing behind him that he's, you know, feeling uncomfortable or whatever. But he is actually a skilled fighter. We see he holds his own and he battles against the orcs and all that. And I love his scenes with uh, Tariel at the end, explaining how, you know, the love she felt for Killy was real. And I love that he tells Legolas finally at the end that his mother loved him. Just because it's like, you know, he he has layers, as you said, Brittany. So, yeah, Thrandall. Thrandall is going to be my number one. What do you think about that, Brittany? It's so funny because I remember, like, I I think, I can't remember how it came about. And I was like, oh, he's great in The Hobbit. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't, you know. Yeah. You're like, that's a whole lot of movie watching for one character, which I get. But I'm glad that you enjoyed the movies on their own. Because even though it was hard for me getting Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit was so good to me. And so I remember watching him going, he's such a fucking dick. But he was like, you kind of love to hate him. You kind of love, like... A character that's so unabashedly full of himself and very like but in a way you almost can't blame him for wanting to be set away from this world because there's too much scary shit that's happening in that world don't really want much to do with anyone else you're just kind of like well i got my elf i got my elf bros and i'm like here in the forest everything's happy i have nice clothing i have good food you know, we're superior, and you're just kind of like, okay, I'm fine. But then you're like, dude, you kind of promised help, and then you kind of fucked them over, and I kind of get that, but I don't even think, like, 
elves can really officially die. I know that, like, in the lore that orcs are, like, elves that have been corrupted, I think. But I think eventually they get reborn. So I guess, like, death isn't so bad for them, but still... But could you imagine really quick being Legolas where you're like, I'll be king when my father dies one million years later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is true. Story. Oh my god, that is true. I didn't even think about that. But um whatchamacalls it <laughs> Yeah, I it's funny that they live so long because I think at some point I heard like Thrandall say something like, oh, you know, 600 years ago or something like that. So, I mean, he has been alive for like a sh- insanely long time. And I just think he's so like, I was a little disappointed that he wasn't really in the first um, movie. Like they show him um, because they say that he, even the Elf King kind of, uh, gave his loyalty to uh, Thorin's uh, grandfather, but and yeah. then you see, and then you see um, Thrandall, you know, move away from that battle. But that's really all you see of him. So in the second one, and the second and third one is when you really see him. But just his like utter like dismissal of everything and how he is. But then obviously you can tell that he knows when he fucked up like when he when he goes to ban it like he literally banishes tariel toriel whatever and his and freaking legolas is like if you're gonna banish her if you're gonna kill her then you might as well kill me because you know i stand by her and you can tell that thrandall's like what what By the way, I was looking it up. Uh, Thrandall is like 5,100 and like, no, 5,480 years old, while Legolas is like 2,000 and something years old. I'm like, that's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. That's ridiculous. Oh my God. No wonder um thrandall said that a hundred years is a blink in the life of an elf i can imagine that's like nothing to them i know i'm like i'm gonna look at more of the ring how long they live do they just keep on going that is crazy oh my god i don't know but yeah i obvious listen Obviously, a lot of it does have to do with the fact that it's Lee Pace. I love, by the way, tell me how I love that they have his hair all long, flowy, like whitish blonde, and they kept his like brown ass thick eyebrows. They're like, you know what? That's, that's, cool. a, that's such a look. That is a look. That's a look. Oh my God, you know what I just thought about? Wouldn't Lee Pace make a great Vulcan? In the Star Trek world, oh, yeah. oh, definitely. He's got, he's got like, I feel very intimidated by his facial features. I feel very like, I feel like if I touch them, they would cut me. <laughs> them eyebrows would definitely cut you. I feel what? like Lee, no. Pace, Lee Pace and Benedict Cumberbatch honestly have like such unique features that I would be intimidated to stand in their presence and they're both like really tall people that would be like oh my god 
<laughs> Lee Pace, right? Lee Pace to me is like, um, oh, there was something I was going to say about like sharp features. Oh my gosh, I'm losing it. Was something about Lee Pace about how, oh, does he not look like he should have been in those, uh, oh, what, what Ben Stiller movies what, was it with the model? Oh, what's it oh called? Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. There's Zoolander. Like, he looks like he should have been a Zoolander model, like with those very like pouty eyes. And I'm like, oh no, he he intimidates me. He would have been a great villain in Zoolander. I some people just play fantastic villains, and I feel like like even though like Thrandall isn't technically a villain, right? But he's not a hero. He's he kind does of not just help. A dick. he's just a dick. <laughs> Did the elves ever end up turning up to help the dwarves? Because I feel like Thrandall just kind of showed up, and I don't remember how he got there at the end. So the whole thing is, okay, this is, like, everything, I will say if that is one plot twist, it's like they're all just conveniently there, right? So the whole thing is that Thorin, so Thorin was locked up behind his you know barrier with his golds all greedy and shit and bard decided to team up with um thrandall to you know fight against thorin and the dwarfs because there was only like 10 of them to get right to get the gold and to get what and to get the gems, because they show that there are some gems there, like white gems, that Thrandall wants. So they show up there, and they're pretty much like, well, what are you guys going to do? You can stay barged back there all you want. We're going to break it down, and there's ten of you, and I have, like, this insanely huge elf army, and Bard has some, you know, weak-ass humans. But, you know, he's here. And then, and then at that moment is when Dane, uh, Thorin's cousin, shows up with his huge army of dwarves. And he's like, ha ha, all right, now the odds are, you know, even. Now we're, now we're going to fight Mother Effers and shit. So then it looks like it's going to be a battle between the dwarves and the elves, right? But the just as that- asses, I feel like. They would. And just at that moment is when the orc shows up with his army. And so at first, so at first the dwarfs, Dane, fight against, go to fight against the orcs. And um, Thrandall is going to turn around because he's like, no, 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 this ain't, uh, I've seen this happen before. This ain't going to happen again. I'm going to walk away. And then I think he pretty much gets called like a pussy. I forget by someone if it was Bard or whoever or Legolas, if Legolas is like you, you asshole. And so you see just as the dwarfs are trying to make their barriers is when the elves pretty much like leap across them to be like the front line of battling against the orcs. So they That's pretty much badass. I need to see that scene again. They pretty much were all there by like happenstance. Like they meant so the whole thing was like the dwarves and the elves wanted to fight each other, but as soon as the orcs showed up, they were like, Oh shit, I guess we gotta fight these assholes now. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like they really didn't truly want to fight each other. I think the dwarves really want to fight, but the elves are like, This is beneath us, but I guess we can fight the orcs. 
I just imagine them all talking with like a very waspy accent. Oh yeah. Oh yes, 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 oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, God. I loved it. But um yeah. I think that we did our job in going through the top ten characters from the Hobbit trilogy. Brittany, is there anything that you'd like to add about these characters or you think we did a fantastic job? I think we were very in-depth. I I would say the Goblin King's nasty, and that's about the last thing I got to say about that. When they cut his fat. Okay, tell me how I really thought really quickly. I told this to Polly, and this is going to sound really crude, but that his fucking chin looked like a ball sack. I was like, this is so oh, uncomfortable. I did. He was so grotesquely like, like, I'm never like on anybody's weight or anything, but he was so disgustingly fat, like where it's like, like jiggly and like the way they sliced him open, you could see the layers of fat. I was like, he's nasty. He's a nasty old goblin king. There was so much nastiness in this in these movies, but the uh, what's it called? The morale of the story here is I love Thrandall. I love Lee Pace. He was the best in it. But no, uh, I had fun here. I really enjoyed these movies, as I said, a lot more than I expected to. So, yeah, if you haven't checked them out, they're on HBO Max and um you know just set aside some time to lay in bed and watch them because these are long not as long as the lord of the rings movies but pretty freaking long but Brittany, before we wrap up here please let everyone know what you're doing what you got going on and all that jazz good say uh, you can find me on twitch at itty bitty brit and twitter at itty bitty brit zero i've been playing a lot of god of war lately talking about mythology and norse mythology uh the gods are assholes in this game and uh i'm i feel like you know when they're the movie goodwill hunting i feel like i'm good god hunting except they're all horrible um they are pretty nasty uh tonight which i know is going to be on monday and we are doing this on sunday I am playing Among uh, not Among Us, uh, A Way Out, which is basically a co-op game of two guys trying to escape prison. And I'm playing that with a friend tonight, and I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about that. I think it's going to be a good time. But besides that, yeah, that's where you can find me. I uh, I definitely think everyone should go check Brittany out. She's a very dedicated streamer who puts in a ton of effort and hours to make sure that she provides amazing content. And I swear she will be the next Dr. Disrespect. Not, yeah. uh, in, not, not in the sense that she's going to get banned from Twitch, but, you know, as big as he oh, is. No, um, not, don't. Don't fucking, uh, don't you curse me. (laughs) I said not. I'm putting that in in the universe there. But yes, please make sure that you check that out. And as for me, um, make sure you check me out on Twitter and Instagram, TFAB, as well as checking out Geek Vibes Nation. You can go to our website, which has all the links to our social media platforms. Make sure you also go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to Geek Vibes Podcast. Um, I have a lot of videos there. I recently have talked about Umbrella Academy Season 2, Peacock's Brave New World, all uh, all shows that you should definitely check out. You can see my reviews there. And Oh, Tia, I think you cut out there, buddy. 
Yeah, I was getting a phone call. Sorry. Um, if you if you um, have HBO Max and American Pickle is a surprisingly good movie from Seth Rogen. But uh, Brittany, thank you so much for joining me and we will see you next week on the next top 10. Obviously I'll see y'all next time and y'all need to catch Tia's interviews because she's quite the interviewee or interviewer. I'm sorry. I got, I got my words mixed up, but yeah, we'll see y'all next Sunday or next Monday when you're hearing this and you'll have a great rest of the day. Bye.